What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode here on the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. In this quick solo episode, I'm going to be talking about the relationship between control and growth in your business. And uh, I was having a conversation with another investor probably mid-2022, you know, eight, nine months ago or so now. And he explained this concept in a very, very succinct way. And I wanted to share it with everybody that's listening to the podcast. And I'm constantly thinking about this concept as we make decisions in our business around growth. You know, as I start thinking about where um, I should be spending my time in the business to continue driving results um, and really just thinking about growing the business in general. And he explained control and growth in a very simple way. He says, there's just, you know, if you want to grow your business, you need to accept the fact that there is an inverse relationship between control and between growth. And uh, he wrote control and growth on a whiteboard. He wrote a down arrow next to control and an up arrow next to growth. And it really is just that simple. <laughs> I think sometimes we forget. Um, and, you know, it's a simple concept that's just been powerful to me. But as we, as we think about what we're doing in the business, as I think about my role in the business, the second that I feel myself wanting to maintain control over things, I just, you know, remind myself that, okay, the, you know, that control is at the expense of growth. Um, if I have an up arrow next to control, I have a down arrow next to growth and it can be hard to accept that, especially for folks that are in the early stages of growing their business, like without a doubt, but you know, constantly understanding that is something that is really helpful. And I actually have it written down on a little post-it note. Um, you know, I have it on my monitor on my desk, just the, the graphic of control up arrow or excuse me, control down arrow growth up arrow. And, um, I think this applies to so many components of a multifamily real estate business, right? If I'm going to relate it to that. Um, and I'll talk about different stages. You know, when you're starting your business, you want to control everything. You want to control the bookkeeping, the management, the construction, all of this. And we oftentimes get pretty comfortable giving some of that up. You know, we hire a property management company. Um, you know, maybe we hire a bookkeeping service or an accounting service as we start to scale. Um, you know, maybe we start to to hire a mortgage broker to help us find debt, right? And we, we start to relinquish control at the expense of, or, uh, you know, to support growth. And, um, and, but then we have a hard time constantly revisiting that at the organizational level. We can think about it at the, uh, you know, property management, asset management level within a deal. But when it comes to making hires internally or making big decisions from an internal standpoint, we have a hard time, Right. And some things that I had a really, really hard time letting go of, you know, the acquisitions process, the underwriting process, um, you know, our social media editing and creation podcast editing, um, you know, uh, I mean, there's, there's plenty more. I mean, I can start getting into, um, you know, our email marketing our you know, how we're reaching out to investors, how we're tracking a lot of the success there. Uh, you know, just, just in general, having conversations uh, with our property management companies from an asset management standpoint, you know, managing the construction, bringing someone in to really help with asset management. All of these were, were challenges I had in growing the business, right? And the only way that you can uh, relinquish control is by just trying it once. You know, hire a vendor to take over all of your social media or your podcast, right? Or hire a virtual assistant internally to help with all of that. And just try letting go and see how it goes, and I think people just have a really hard time even just trying it, right? And, you know, I found that as I started making some very simple hires, some part-time hires, whether it was, you know, VAs or people internally uh, in terms of like, you know, folks in the U.S., um, I just tried to take a step back here and there and, and, you know, kept a, 
really close eye on things, but the more I just tried it, the more I realized, wow, you know, giving up control is actually the key <laughs> to making progress here. And I also think a helpful exercise is thinking about what the investor or the company that is one step ahead of you does. How do they approach the business, right? Um, what is that owner doing? What is the person who's running that business doing? What is their role? Are they involved in these different tasks? Um, and if they're not, then that's clearly like the next step for me. And I need to get comfortable with that. You know, here I'm going to paint an extraordinarily extreme scenario and then, you know, make it a bit more applicable, but let's pretend you're starting a shoe company and, um, you know, you're out there, you design or let's shoes is kind of complicated. Let's say you're starting a, a like a, a shirt company, a clothing company. You're out there designing the shirts, you're sourcing the shirts from the manufacturer, you're, you're putting up the Instagram posts, you're re responding to customer issues, et cetera, et cetera. If you were to take a step back and think about what is a t-shirt company that does $100 million a year in revenue do? What does that owner do? Um, maybe he's got some input on design. You know, Maybe he's managing the, the, the fundamentals of the business from like a, a budgeting standpoint and a revenue standpoint, making key strategic decisions. Is he replying to custom, you know, return emails? Is he processing refunds? Is he, uh, you know, actually getting in there and writing the captions for all the social media posts? Um, you know, is he managing like the manufacturing process? No, obviously, right? That's an extreme. Um, and oftentimes we think about how, how much of a hard time we have giving up control over this stuff. But when you look at large businesses, the owners or the people that are running those businesses gave up control of basically everything, <laughs> like pretty much every function in the business, right? And clearly it works. So there's a playbook here. Now let's taper it down a little bit and we'll apply it to real estate. So let's say you're somebody who's buying, you know, five deals a year. Maybe your, your average deal size is 50 units. I don't know. You're buying 250 units a year and it's just you. You're doing all the asset management. You're doing all the transaction coordination, sending all the, you know, the docs to your lenders, to your, you know, you're doing all the investor relations. You're, you're sending the updates every month. Um, and you're also trying to grow the business. So you're going out there and getting on the phone with investors. You're trying to put together a podcast to reach investors at a, a more of a scale. You're, you're, you're trying to get the social media post out. All of these different things. It's just you right now. And, uh, you know, you got a property management company. You got some, you know, maybe some vendors helping you out. Now, if you think about how you can get to doing 10 deals a year that are 50 units in size, um, or you want to start buying 1,000 units a year, Whatever the you know whatever the metric is whatever the whatever the the goal that you have is, and you look at the companies that are doing a thousand units a year in acquisitions, maybe ten deals on average. They're doing ten hundred unit deals a year. What do what what infrastructure do those investors have? Is it one individual truly one individual managing all of that? Probably not. You know maybe you see the investor that um, he's doing a thousand units a year, buying the ten hundred unit deals a year, and he's got an analyst or he's got somebody on the marketing side. Um, or there's just, you know, a transaction coordinator slash admin assistant who helps um, procure all of the documents required to work through the underwriting process and to, you know, to refi, sell, buy properties. Um, you should start thinking about what they do and what they relinquish control of and, and, uh, and start thinking about how you need to, to recreate that and model that in order to, to grow your business in a similar fashion. Take it one step further. What is the company that does 3,000 units a year do? You know, the, the company that buys just a ton of real estate, they probably have a team of four or five people. They probably have an analyst, they probably have an acquisitions guy that, that manages all the broker relationships and, and, you know, spearheads the acquisitions process, probably have an asset manager of some kind that really is responsible for driving success at the operational level. 
probably have an investor relations person or, you know, a marketing person, probably have an admin assistant. What's that team look like? What is their salary? What does their payroll look like? You know, trying to imagine how much money they're making every, you know, annually from fees and from their promotes, whatever, try and try and recreate their business financially. Um, and think about what the owner does. The owner's probably, you know, raising capital, probably, um, you know, still involved in the acquisitions process and manages key strategic decisions. What markets do we buy and what types of assets are we pursuing? Um, do we sell, you know, you know, make the big financial decisions. Do we sell this property? Do we refi this property, et cetera. They're probably not doing the other things. And if they are doing it that way, don't you think it's possible for you to do it that way? And I think that helps us get out of the mindset of, oh, like I can't ever relinquish control of the acquisitions process. You know, that's not something that makes like, sometimes you have a hard time conceptualizing, letting go of certain things. But when you think about the big companies, they have done that. Like that is something that they have done. And even the smaller companies, they probably have done that as well. Just, you know, let go of portions of the process or they've just let go of, you know, one process in the business. So um, just wanted to hammer this concept home because I think it is the most critical concept to understand when you are growing a business is understanding that the more control you have, the less growth you're going to see, the less control you have, the more growth you're going to see. And insert all nuance and asterisk here about, you know, <laughs> making sure you manage the right, you hire the right people, manage these people well, you know, don't let them, don't re- completely relinquish control and let them start running roughshod in your business. Obviously, we, we want to, you know, I'm going to mention all of that as an asterisk here so that we are all on the same page. But fundamentally, you need to, you need to accept that you won't be able to control everything. And if you are controlling everything, uh, you're just not going to see any growth. So if you found this episode to be insightful, helpful, value add, et cetera, please consider leaving the podcast a five-star rating and review. And uh, let me make an additional ask for all of the folks listening to this as well. If you have somebody in your network that you think would enjoy this podcast, please consider sharing it with them. Um, you can easily share this on Spotify or iTunes, you know, via email or via text, um, via the sharing options. And uh, if you really want to be someone that wins my good graces and you want to share this on social media, would absolutely love that as well. And um, you know, big mission of ours is growing the podcast this year and helping more investors, uh, you know, run better businesses. So. If you found some value and you think your audience or someone in your network would enjoy this content, please consider sharing it with them. Uh, But thanks again for listening and I'll catch you guys next time.